0: Radioinfluence.com.
1: Welcome to this week's edition of the Valor Hour, your weekly podcast for all the information on Valor Fighting Challenge. This week, we're going to talk about the upcoming UFC fights. We're also going to be joined by Hope Chase, Eric Olson, and David Robbins. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Caleb Miller and Chase Winder.
2: Hello. Hey, how's it going, everybody?
1: We appreciate you tuning in. Um, we're going to go ahead and talk about UFC. Um, as always, if you guys have any thoughts or comments, we'd love to hear about them. Uh, you can drop those into the comments down below. I guess let's talk about the main event, guys. Let's talk about Thug Rose and Jessica Andrade.
2: Super excited for this fight, man. I love watching Rose. I think um, I think she's going to go out there and get it done.
1: Uh, what are your predictions for the fights? I mean, how do you think that this is going to go out?
3: I think it goes all the way. I think it's going to be a decision for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. It'll probably be a five-round battle. I think Andrade is way too tough to get yeah. put out. I don't think Rose is going to be able to like pour enough onto her to make her quit. So, I think it'll definitely be a decision.
1: We saw Andrade knock out Carolina Kowalski uh, pretty easily. Uh, be, I'm a fan of Caroline. I know Caleb is not as much. What about you, Chase? I,
2: I love Caroline. I, I think, think she's, she's great. I love her attitude. Love her. Just, She's all love in there. I love it. But. She's
1: cute. I love her. Um, cute. Still getting knocked out. Think,
2: uh, <laughs> so. I, Rose is a different animal, though. I think uh Andrade might have a tough time with this one. It is in Brazil, though. So you never know. Like, just, uh, she might do it for the home, home
1: crowd. If Andrade pulled it off, what do you guys see her doing?
3: I think she's going to um, have to go to wrestling if she's going to win. Yeah, I don't think she knocks her out. I definitely think she's going to have to go to the ground. But we also haven't seen very much of Rose on the ground. I mean,
2: well, prior to her uh, last few, out, she's... Primarily known as a submission specialist.
1: Especially in Invicta. Mm-hmm. When she was in Invicta, she was
3: I haven't seen much of her fight in Invicta. I've mm-hmm. only followed her since she, she flying on bars and yeah. stuff like that on her She record.
1: was gritty That's awesome. in Invicta. Mm-hmm. When when she wasn't having a good time in the UFC, when she was like having a harder time there, I was like, Man, where's the where's the rose yeah, that right. was in Invicta? Right. Um you know, and I think that's what we've seen these last couple of things. How big do you think the mental game is for that? Because we hear her on interviews all the time talk about, you know, improving her daily life, improving her mental game. And as we know, we do mental skills, and as we know that that's a big part of it. Um, what do you? How do you think that that plays into going into a fight against someone you know can knock you out, and you know, can out wrestle, maybe out wrestle you?
2: I think that's a it's a huge asset of hers. Um Gives her confidence to go in there and just just be loose and have fun. You she know, she's not she doesn't seem to be worried about the outcome. She's more worried about the process.
3: I agree. I agree with you for sure. Um, she doesn't really make that many mistakes either whenever no. it comes to it. So I I feel like she definitely prepares herself pretty well beforehand. Yeah, she's prepared physically, mentally. Yeah, all right. She's got the team that
2: supports her. She
3: I actually she was on Joe Rogan's podcast and she talked a lot about. Her fight camps are primarily a mental training, her, not necessarily like the physical training. She said they do a lot of that. If they don't know she has a fight, so she if they don't know she's fighting, then she goes through like her strength conditioning and things like that. But a lot of it, when it's like actually fight time, is like, hey, we're gonna drill, we're gonna cut weight, keep it loose, and it's just gonna be like a a mental. Just right. a whole mental camp, really, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, not a lot of fighters do that. Pay
2: pay dividends for for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: what do you think about Aldo
2: and um, Volkanovski? Volkanovski, or sure, yeah. yeah. Um, I and I, I love Aldo. Aldo's been one of our favorites for a long time, but Volkanovski's tough.
3: He nice. has only lost one time, so. Yeah. Very it's, explosive It's going to be a good fight for he's sure not definitely his toughest opponent though For
2: sure And Aldo um, I'm going to pick Aldo on this one I think the I think Aldo's going to get
3: it done for Brazil I think so too I think he's going to show out for Brazil um, He looked really good in his last fight mm-hmm. And yeah, Volkanovski I haven't seen him much I think I may have watched his last fight I've seen him fight a time or two But I'm not super familiar with him Let's see who he fought last hasn't fought since last year it looks like Chad Mendez Yeah, yeah I know Chad I think that, that was yeah, Chad Mendezs last fight of his career I think he retired after that fight which Chad Mendez is not an easy guy to put no, out no, either for sure I definitely think the Connor fight changed Chad Mendez mm-hmm. though he's not been the same fighter since that you kind of you hate to see how well, yeah I mean
2: he was stuck in that spot he was always the number one contender he yep. never beat Connor
3: Can never beat Aldo. yeah so
2: you can only grind for so long at that spot or before-
3: that fight I felt like was a, a mismatch anyway. Though. What do you think Shamir? Do you know anything about Volkanovski?
2: Familiar with him?
1: Honestly he's one of those people Where I know that he's fought But I've never mm-hmm. really Like paid attention much right. I guess like, it, it, He's one of those guys that he Fights and I'm like oh well, that was a pretty good fight But I don't ever remember yeah, him remember As name. a person right. you know like, And I know that's horrible but I just he's not memorable to me Um
3: I'm pretty sure most of his wins in the UFC are by knockout. I know last year he had yeah, he's a powerful two KOs. Guy.
1: I do love Chad Mendes. One decision.
3: <laughs> yeah, one decision, two KOs. And I think last year was his second year in the UFC. I do think yep. because of... So two decisions before that. Then he comes out hot with two KOs. Yep. And KO, man, early 16, KO so. in 2016. Yep.
1: I think Aldo is not going to fall for that, though. I think no. after the Connor thing, he's really thought about people being able to no, just knock I mean, him out like that. Right.
2: In my, my opinion still to this day, Aldo is the 145 GOAT. He's the greatest ever. He's so good. And uh, But, you know, Volkanovski is 19-1 for a reason, so... Yeah we'll see what happens I would like thing. to
3: see if he goes with the same approach that Connor went with I want to see if he tries to really get in his head mm-hmm. especially going to Brazil too you know if you start getting under his skin it might change everything
1: I think that's a person that could
3: use mental skills uh, for sure although
1: I think yeah. his ceiling could be way higher if someone got in there I, I, I still think mental skills is a new thing for a lot of MMA fighters sure. and boxers or any, any sports it would be
3: interesting to see if he talked to him about beating him in his hometown or like Talking about how the hell crowd That's what went. I would have done if I was him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you've seen how it's gotten under his skin before, why not do it for From what
2: I've seen from the for the uh, the countdown from the countdown episodes, it seems like he's been pretty respectful of all those. So yeah, that I don't think that'll play too much of a, too much into this fight.
3: I would rather it play out that way anyway. I'd rather right, I'd two, rather two just people see, just fight yeah, seeing the, the best, best fight game. Is, yeah. yeah. I'm not really into the shit talking people and right. trying to get under the skin. It's fine if that's your if that's your bit. Like if that's what you want yeah. to go for, go for it. But really I don't even know you. So it's like right. why am I gonna talk bad right. about you? you know. I think if you know that it messes with them though,
2: then it's gonna be Yeah, and it's just like pick picking one of their weaknesses inside the cage. You can pick yeah. it outside the cage
1: yeah. too. I think it's definitely a weakness of Alda's. I mean, I think he's I think he still thinks about that. You know, he's still thinking about the Connor thing. Right. Because people probably bring it up every fucking yeah, interview. That's what he's known for now. Yeah. He was
2: undefeated for 10
3: years and he's known for it. For he's getting by
1: Connor, which sucks.
3: Yeah. You know, you see what Connor's done with his name now, though. He's just a brand. Right. He's not even a, like a fighter anymore. Yeah. He's just a brand. You know, he has proper 12. He invests heavily into boxing. He's trying to get a share of the UFC. He's just a businessman. Right. So he pretty. I'm, I'm pretty sure from the start that's all I wanted. Anyway, it was just to be a businessman. Yeah, and he, you know, he's done it better, better than fighter in the sport so far. I'd like to see him fight again because he talks about how much he loves fighting. I'm sure, he'll be back. It seems like he loves money a little bit more. I'm sure, he'll be back. After all, Cowboy just did. I don't know how he, dude. I'll take on Cowboy. Cowboys look. Good. Yep. He looks real good at 55 right, right now.
1: Yeah. I think having that baby, he's like, hey, yeah.
3: I gotta make sure this
1: kid remembers who I am. Yeah. I want to leave a legacy for this kid. I think something happens to people when they
3: have children. You gotta, you gotta put your hat off to Rage and Al for that fight. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. A, he's amazing dude. Good. He's an animal. He did. He not be a champion at 45
2: at 70, but you know he's just stuck at that 55. Such yep. a such a tight pack at 55. There's you
3: know? either. Somebody that's too long for him or somebody that can just eat all the shots. Yeah. And I think I, – I agree with you. I think if he went down to 45, he would just start destroying right. people. He's probably too big. He's but- a great – He's a great boxer. Mm-hmm. Like his wrestling, his great. wrestling's great. A lot of people don't
2: he comes talk out about uh, both of them. Like, he comes out, out
3: of that camp with Matt Sarah. All their guys are tough. Chris White. Yep. like all those guys are. Tough. I'm like, pretty great. sure I've seen him blade up in like all this his oh, fights. Yeah. Like he always leaves wearing a mask. He's gonna be out there standing in your face for sure. A real estate agent by day, <laughs> <laughs>
1: you go see fire by night. Let me tell you this house. <laughs> I'm down with it. <laughs>
2: Anything else you guys are excited for? Definitely excited to watch Anderson Silva, Anderson Silva versus Cannonier. Um, Silva's a must-watch for me always.
1: You know, one of my favorites yeah. of all time for sure. Coming up in the sport, like most of us did. Anderson Silva was there yeah, all the time. He was the man. He was yeah. the one that everyone was people. He was kind of like the Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. Your average person who didn't watch UFC knew know who the spot was. was. Yeah, yeah, they were like, I know who Anderson Silva is. Yeah, they related UFC like, yeah. to him. He was definitely Chuck with, Liddell, Yeah, GSP, yes. Anderson Silva. Yeah, those one of the Hume. guys that really yeah.
2: built the sport for everybody else. Yeah,
1: because even now people are like, oh, Chuck Liddell. People still bring up Chuck Liddell and these people. And I think the thing that Anderson Silva has done better. Is have a longer career.
2: Well, he's the most he's technical martial artist out of all kept those. Well, he's GSP, really maybe. too, huh? but he doesn't take a lot of damage. He he fights his fight always. You know, you never see somebody really dictate their will against Anderson. Silva. No, if he loses.
3: It's because he makes. He doesn't even. He's not in there like in the fight like most people. No, either. he's, he's also fun. loose and yeah. relaxed and like you don't see that from. Every fighter that steps in there. So many people just want to be serious and like, down, like, we got to get down to business. This is a fight. You know, I got to take your head off. And they're still just out there displaying his art. Yeah. That's why I think the uh, Asanya fight was good too, Mm because they were I feel like he loves it. That was the first
2: person that was on the Silva spot that was on the same level as him striking. Yeah. Yeah, They
1: fought the same fight. And I liked how. They both kept going with their fight, though. Right. They tried to adjust a little bit, but they kept going with the thing that they thought would win them the fight. Right. You know, people were like, why didn't they change? Why didn't they do this? You know, I think it's because they both are right. martial artists. They're both going to fight their fight. They're not going to let you bait them into those situations where it could be dangerous or it could you could take too much mm-hmm. damage. You know, Anderson Silva's has always been one of the people that are like, no, you're going to do what I want you to exactly. do. Exactly. I, mean, I don't think a lot of people think about fighting he, that way. He leads the dance, if you will. Yeah, um, he actually had an interview yesterday where he wants to fight Conor McGregor, Emerson
2: mm-hmm. Silva. That would be interesting.
1: I feel like it would, he he was like pleading Dana White. Interesting, to like but fight. I don't
3: think it'll ever happen. No, I don't think it'll Conor happen either. Conor doesn't have balls for that. I don't. I don't think it would happen. I think either. there's too much of a size advantage. him yeah. Like Conor's definitely meant to fight either 55 or 45. Yeah, for he's, sure. He's not. Not a 70. Take it from his fights with Nate Diaz. Right. He's yeah. not meant to be a 170. Right. He had to bust his balls to win that second fight with Nate Diaz, and a lot of people still gave it to Nate Diaz. Yeah, like, oh, I, I did for sure. I thought Diaz dude, won that fight. Nate Diaz controlled both of those fights, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. You know, like he was, he's just out there doing Conor what he did, does. Connor did more damage, but Diaz had much higher volume. He landed, yes, at will, pretty much. Right. Just. Waited for the opening and landed. Yeah, he might have eaten hard shots, but I think taking more taking more shots is worse than taking one hard shot. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> um, uh,
1: I think, I mean, what do you think the chances of uh, Kananir? I'm think, guessing that's how you say his last name. Yeah, um, honestly,
2: I, I, mean, I don't know what the betting odds are, but I would assume Kananir is the favorite. Because uh, pull, pull up his record. Okay? That's what his last few fights have been. I'm pretty sure he's been on a tear lately. Let's check him out here. So, I know he's super explosive guy, with got a lot of power. 2018. Yeah, knockout, knockout. Yeah, just knocked out Dominic Reyes. Like, could be a tough out for Anderson, but.
1: There's a lot of people like you
3: No, got knocked out by oh, Dominic he got Reyes. got knocked out, right. I was about to say, Dominic Reyes hasn't lost. Right. Officially hasn't lost. He 100% lost his last fight. I don't know if you guys watched <laughs> yeah. this fight with Uzumir. He lost that fight. I That's a know, big dude. I don't know how the judges is so coming. To him. is coming off of a knockout of. Uh, that was 2017. That? See he's his locked last, out David Branch. Yeah, which is not Anderson Silva, but still a tough opponent. Still a, a lot of fights, almost yeah. thirty fights. He's a veteran. Cannonier uh, will probably so have the, the speed and strength advantage. Favorite by
1: one twenty six.
3: I pulled it I would up. say I. Honestly, just because of the name, I would say that Anderson's probably going to be the favorite. The Adesanya fight, he may not have been the favorite because a lot of people are on his train right now. A lot of people are riding Adesanya. That's
2: betting odds. Do they base them not just off who they think is going to win, but who they think people are going to put money on? Yeah.
3: Oh, man. My man, Cub Swanson, lost. I didn't get to watch... Any of these. I watched the main event last week, but I didn't get to see any of the other ones. And Caleb, switch directions there for Fight Night 151. Right. Um, we're looking
1: at the at the cards Results. here. Um, now I didn't get to watch many of that either
3: because we were promoting the May
1: 18th card
3: for Moving Stadium Apparently, uh, for Valor. the Derek Brunson fight was really good. A lot of people, he was not the favorite. He was the underdog for that fight. A mm-hmm. lot of people wrote him off before that fight. Walt Harris, that's another guy who's going to be good here in the short future. Yeah, he's definitely has a potential. He's going up right now. He started a little shaky, but I definitely think he's going up right now. He was actually supposed to fight Olenek. Let's see. He's definitely been up and down.
1: And he's an Alabama guy. Um,
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, he trains with um, Brandon. Uh, what's his name? Magmahan, yeah. yeah
1: that's a good gym down there. Brandon McMahon's uh real good
3: grappler. Yeah, yeah. His
1: forever, wife is too. Forever. When I first got in sport,
2: Brandon McMahon was just going pro. Yeah. I think he had his first pro fight against one of my teammates, uh, Jason Kilgore,
1: yep. yeah, way back in the day. Uh, Brandon came to our gym quite a few times and did a couple seminars. Mm-hmm. Uh, just absolutely. Great, yeah. A, yeah, he's
2: a great guy, great, yeah, great super nice. partner.
1: Um, but I think with that kind of grappling, knowledge in your gym and to be yeah. that big of a boy you know yeah, like, like Harris is. yeah like that that could be deadly yeah. that could <laughs> that could be real deadly
3: they're really big into 10th planet down there mm-hmm. uh but from what i've seen i follow him on instagram and he posts clips pretty much daily it's really focused around mma it's not right. just yeah. like we're
4: somewhere, not similar to the way we do things. yeah they're
3: not just like well this is 10th planet jiu-jitsu it's like right. 10th planet mma so I really like what he does down there, mm-hmm. um, just from what I've seen, and it seems like he teaches very well, obviously there's a lot of people at his gym, right. so. They've,
1: they've always been extremely nice, um, I like what, like you said, I like what he puts out, um, so I, I feel like Walt is going to come into his own, you know, he's going to have a little bit more... Yeah, he's got a good trajectory for... Yeah. And he's a big-ass big dude. That's- yeah. For sure, sure. yeah. You don't, you don't want to. eat any of those punches. <laughs> no, no. Some people, people are going to try to grab highway. him, which I think works well for 10 yeah. minute side type, right. type like MMA jujitsu. Absolutely. You know, if people grab on you like that, and those pressure passes that a lot of those big guys mm-hmm. do. You know, if he can learn some of those like wacky arm bars from right. crazy yeah, places, <laughs> <planet> <laughs> yeah. it's like, all about the you know, like
3: flexibility pressuring and, you, yeah.
1: you know. And I feel like a lot of those big guys might not be able to handle the flexibility.
3: That's all I really. What Speaking do you think about uh what do you think about Jones and Tiago? How long do you think that fight goes? I know we still got a while for that one. Um, I mean, I think we all know what's gonna happen there.
2: I don't think Tiago is the guy to dethrone Jones, but he's got a puncher's chance.
3: I don't either. You can I mean, yeah, I guess anybody has a puncher's chance, but it's also like this guy's right. the best in the world. Yeah, probably maybe the best of all time. So I definitely don't – I don't think Tiago's even close. I don't think he's on the same skill level. I don't think he's on the same mental level.
1: Yeah, I would agree.
2: But we'll see what happens.
3: Yeah.
1: Speaking of Southern shows, we were talking about Alabama. We'll talk about the South a little bit. We're having Valor Fighting Challenge May 18th over at Smoky Stadium uh, that's gonna be an amazing card. We have twelve pro fights, seven amateur fights, so we have nineteen fights on the card. Hell, we're even doing some kids' jiu-jitsu matches um, before be the doors that open. So we're we're able to possibly grab a demographic of people who wouldn't have come to UFC to watch UFC or watch MMA or watch Valor in any way because of the stigma around um, what they call cage fighting here in the south right you know like it depends on who you talk to uh down here you know you're either like i'm a professional athlete and i train six days a week or you're like i'm gonna fight this bitch in a cage so you really have to like pick your target there but at smoky stadium we have the kids tickets we are really pushing the family thing i'm pretty excited a lot Um, of great fights yeah a lot of really great fights i mean caleb here
2: making his pro debut yeah Yeah, i'm very
3: excited (laughs) i'm excited man how do you feel about it uh, I feel good. Uh like I said, just I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Uh quick turnaround from my last fight. It's mm-hmm. only been like a month and a half, but I'm really excited to be able to call myself a professional. And that's Absolutely. a that's a huge milestone. Obviously not where the end goal is, but it's right? a huge milestone, you it's know. A
2: cool venue to make your debut at too. It's
3: definitely you know, like to be able to represent my gym and say like I'm a professional mm-hmm. under Eric Turner is a huge deal. You grew you up with a baseball background, so it's like yeah, I'm coming full circle. Yeah, man, here. it's actually really cool to be yeah. on the field at Smoky Stadium yeah. like that. For a minor league team, they have a really nice complex, oh, yeah. so it's like you know, it just makes that much better. A lot of people are like, um, well, a lot of baseball players are like really into how the field looks, and there's always like well taken care of. They have a good crew that takes care of it there, like it's just a beautiful field the way they mow the patterns in the grass and stuff, you know, it's just like, I don't know. I've loved it since I was a kid. It's just like a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. One of the
1: cool things when we went to set up this event, the guy who was in charge of the field and the maintenance and everything there, uh, did jujitsu. So he was like really excited about having this event. He was like, you know, he was like talking about how we could like transport the cage panels without messing up the grass and like messing up the field. And he was pretty excited to have yeah. that happen. You definitely don't want to mess up the field. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> we
1: we're like, can we measure home plate? And he was like,
3: let me go get some plywood. And oh, we're I'm like, yes, measure. sir. You mean, know? I'm sure he could tell you how big it is. It's usually like five feet in diameter or something. It was like actually that.
1: almost exactly the size of our cage. Yeah. So it was it should be pretty, pretty cool. cool. It's, it's going to be pretty cool. Um, one of the fights that we're going to interview one of the guys tonight is John Hall versus Eric Olson. This guy goes by Blood Axe. He's pretty wild. He's done some bare-knuckle boxing. He's got some pretty far-out-there social media posts. He has a really good following behind him on social media. Um, so we're going to talk to him here directly. All right, here on the line, we have Eric, Blood Axe Olsen. Hmm?
0: Hello. How are you doing? I'm all right. Headphones broke at the gym, so I'm buying a new pair. So if you can't hear me because people in the fucking background, sorry. I'll be. I'll, it'll be better in a minute.
1: Okay. <laughs> it's okay. We can hear you. We can hear you. So you're joined uh, by me, Shamir by Chase Winder, oh, and God by God. Caleb Miller.
0: Okay. How are you, How's everyone tonight on the other line?
4: Doing well. How are you?
0: I'm good. Just waiting to walk outside of here. I'm crowded, and I can't hear you. Sorry. No, you're all right. It's okay, man. Yeah, fucking... I, I, I bet John Paul or John Hall, whatever his name, is sitting there biting his nails waiting to so hear what I have to say.
4: <laughs>
0: Where sure the fuck is he, he anyway? I'm sure he's Nobody wants to meet him?
4: What's
0: up? Where is he? Is he there? No. No.
4: <laughs> oh,
0: you know what I'm saying? Nobody wanted to meet him when he signed a fucking autograph.
1: I mean, that would be an interesting interview. Yeah. He will hear this,
0: though. I would be owning that interview. He's got no fucking personality.
4: <laughs> i
0: when hate you know, when fighters i my talking in the cage no the fuck you won't do it outside the fucking cage that's what people pay for
1: <laughs> true we were what what eric is talking about is we were at a meet and greet and he sent a message to the valor instagram and he's like hey f you john hall you know, like, and john hall we asked for a response from john hall my assistant nikki she asked for a response From John Hall, and he said that he would let his talking, let him let the talking in the cage happen. So he didn't want to uh, say anything back, and that's kind of how he was with Billy Swanson too. When he fought Billy Swanson, uh, he was
2: Billy's kind of the same way. Yeah, Billy was shit talking him. He did come out. That was a good fight, you know. I watched that fight. I was impressed with both of them. It was a good fight. Yeah, they both came to swing. They're a lot bigger than I am.
0: Oh, I'm not a big light heavyweight. Those motherfuckers are like slinging around hay and like eating cornbread and huge <laughs> i'm fucking sipping on
2: lattes in new york and shit like that fucking
1: walking everywhere so probably yeah, yeah. <laughs> how you
2: probably have more calories how do you feel about that fighting a bigger man
0: oh i, I always fight bigger people it's i don't feel anything about it he's, he's outgunned i think i'm a lot more fucking technical and unpredictable and i think he's dangerous for the first round until his big fucking body gets filled with lactic acid and I can start landing at will. I don't want him firing off fucking anything at range on me, but you know, it's a fight. These things happen. I'm confident in my abilities. He's not the first person I thought that makes me, I mean, like I'm not too small at two Oh five and six foot, but he's like, was he like six fucking five? Like, so I'd imagine he cuts to two Oh five. I am two Oh five, 200, um, walking around. So, you know, there's, there's pros and cons with that. I don't have to get zapped from a weight cut. He does. And, you know, how do you recover from that, that whole thing?
3: That can definitely make a big difference, especially the way you take punches the next day. If you don't react that way, like, your body just shuts down. Yeah, I know, 100%.
1: You say that, so it makes me ask this question. um, Have you had a bad weight cut that made you not want to cut weight?
3: I've had
0: 100 weight cuts that are bad. I've cut fucking 18 pounds in a day for the same day weigh in and same day fight. And I was like a car with no oil fucking driving. I still won, but it was horrific. Like, I think it damaged my body. Um, But yeah, so I've just been focusing on training hard, eating correct for once since I've been like 20, because usually so long as I make weight, I would just eat horrific. Um, But now I've been fixing all that and uh, lost like a lot. And yeah, so this one, I don't have to cut weight for. And then after this one, I got one at 185. So when I'm walking around at like 195, 190. Then I'll do my fights at 185. Um, after I knock him out quickly, maybe he'll want a rematch. So I'll stay at around 205 for a little bit if he wants to run back. <laughs> nice you, might like like that you might like Tennessee. You might like Tennessee.
1: You might want to come back. I have been in
0: Tennessee before, coincidentally, when I was younger. I was in Waverly, Tennessee. I got locked up here in New York. And they uh, sent me to th- this place called Nash's Trade Youth Academy. It's like a fucking, like a boot camp type thing. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> South is lovely. Um, I was <laughs> getting I was getting into a lot of fistfights with a lot of people from Nashville, Orange Mound, and what's the other one that you got? Another st- city down there. There's a fucking, what's another one?
4: Nashville.
0: Memphis? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But it was it was nice. The scenery was nice. The people who I wasn't locked up with were lovely. I, I mean, you're locked up anywhere. You can, no one's going to really be that cool. You're gonna fucking right. fight with everybody. But no, yeah, I, I like it a lot better than New York. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a I'm not I'm not a big big New York fan over here. It's kind of lame.
3: You got nothing but buildings to ah. look at there in New York. Nothing but I
0: <laughs> yeah. I like I like the countryside. I like things like that.
3: Like, I'm not, I'm not
0: one to the city. I live on the island, so that's, like, 35 minutes outside of the city. So, we, like, our, our what we would consider the forest is, like, your backyard. Right. But, uh, yeah. Then Did you, uh, did you grow up in New York? Yes, I grew up in Long Island, and then I moved to New Jersey for a little while. Uh, a little bit about me. I started wrestling in first grade. Um, yeah, so. It's a pretty wrestling. tough wrestling
2: pull-up in New York, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, a lot of uh, wrestling. Um. Started wrestling in first grade and then I seen some amateur boxing when I was like fucking nine or ten in New Jersey and uh I told my parents I wanna do that. So they let me do it. Training, started using it on people in school. <laughs> laughing kids up. They took me out of it. And then I started like like, you know, you're a kid, so it's like between you and another ten year old, how good can you be? You're kinda of just right. bashing each other's faces in in an inter gym like fucking smoker. Um and then took off with that in my teens, in between getting locked up every other fucking month. Uh, and yeah, then I got sent to prison from 22 to 25 in New York State Prison. And then I got out, and I was like, well, I'm going to go back if I don't preoccupy myself with something. And fuck everybody who didn't write me letters, I'd probably kill them. So let me start fighting again. So then I was like, well, I'm too old to be doing boxing at this level. I'll get eaten up. But I can outbox most kickboxers. The most MMA guys. So I started doing kickboxing and then just took from there and ran with it. And one thing led to the next and gotten to the bare knuckle scene in England. And yeah, it's kind of How just taken a life
3: of its own. Yeah. Tell, us a little yeah, about, tell me uh, about bare knuckles. bare knuckles. That sounds interesting. Uh, it's
0: the easiest of all combat sports. I've fought MMA. I've fought K1. I've fought Thai in Thailand and here all over. I fought bare knuckle in England like uh, eight times. Um, it's easy cause you don't have some, first off the rounds are two minutes and you're only getting punched. Mm. I get fucking you can do that on a Friday night, you know, oh, like over here,
2: everything.
0: uh, I get punched in the face. Who gives a fuck? Um, no one's hitting you in the body because they don't want to break their wrists. Um, you get cut, but good. You, nice scars. Um, well, yeah, compared to MMA, when you're getting like lifted off your feet and your head's rattled down a cage and someone puts their knee on your belly and hammer fists you, right. it doesn't matter that they're wearing a four ounce pad on their hand, that shit fucking hurts. Yeah. Same thing with <laughs> kickboxing, they're kicking you in the legs. My favorite thing in MMA is uh John's gonna find out is heel stomps to people's feet. Oh yeah, I love I that. really I really enjoy that. I like the I like when they don't move and then you fucking stomp on the, the top of their <laughs> like foot and then they have to move. Yeah. So they don't have that in bare knuckle. You get a little bit of cuts and whatever. Uh, but it's cool they, they, they pay good and they're a really good company. Uh, there's, there's a company in America that I'm not with, but the one in England is called BB BKB trademark. And, uh, yeah, if I sound a little amped uh, up, it's cause I drank two bangs and I'm like fucking wired. right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we all drink bangs. Yeah, those things are good,
0: man. I'm going to drink another one, but I'll probably have a fucking heart attack if I do that.
4: <laughs> <sighs>
1: so uh, so. you might not know about us. Um, Chase mentioned about that. We like the hill stomps. We're all fighters. Uh, Okay, great. His pro debut on May 18th, me and Chase are already pro. So we, we love it too, man. Like that's, that's what we want to set ourselves apart in this podcast by being all current fighters. Um, I like that. asking questions that are better questions than, you know, the average interview you have.
0: Well, you know what it's about, you know, like, uh, I, it kind of, Obviously, I've done interviews with people who are not fighters. I'm not going to knock them. But sometimes when they'll say something, it's like, what are you talking about? Right? <laughs> and, or or like, don't leave it in the hands of the judges. Shut the fuck up. Like, what? It's not that easy. If
2: it was, You're not nobody would. I don't know what
1: it's like. Obviously, no yeah. one wants to leave it to the judges. If I could get it faster, I mean, like, Sorry. we don't want to leave it there, you know? So, yeah. I, I hate those kind of questions, too, man. We try not to... You're actually our first interview. Uh, We've had this podcast for two shows now. And so you're our first interview. So we're pretty excited about that. Uh, I wanted to have you you on because I knew you would have fun.
0: I'm better than John Paul or whatever his name is. I'm a lot more entertaining. He'll put everyone to sleep.
1: (laughs) I'm excited for Uh, Wayans. I'm more excited to drink the
0: sweet tea down there. What's up? I'm more excited to drink the sweet tea and like sassafras and root marm and cornbread. I can eat.
1: There are I'm going to show
0: up to the way and eat eat. eating like ribs. Huh? Go ahead. I said, I'll show up to the way and eating ribs. <laughs> I, I don't have to cut weight. He does.
4: A little bit of money. I think I can smell your food. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fucking. it. So that's always fun. Um, I think so. I, I can actually talk a little bit more
0: about me maybe people don't know, and people have been hearing me talk shit a little bit. I got a lot of fights. This will be like my seventy seventh fight, wow. counting my uh, amateur and my pro. If you mix them together, a lot of a lot a lot of a lot of uh, bare knuckle, a lot of Muay Thai, K one, all that stuff, um, all over. I've only had four. No, excuse me, three, five MMA fights
1: no and, well, and that's what's online i'm sure that that's what people look at because when you type yeah. in your name you find some bare knuckle fights but mostly you see you know topology that's what most people look at yeah
0: they're, so, they're no the tapology is technically wrong and, I, and i'll explain that to you so here's the deal yeah. with the topology i had an amateur fucking mma fight in like 2013 terrible in shape and i won and then i had another one that got canceled because the guy was injured few few cancellations. Not on my part, people were injured. And then I fought like I fight like almost every weekend and I'm not a journeyman. I don't go in for money thinking I'm gonna lose. No, I think I I'm like I'm like crazy. I really believe I'll knock anyone out if I hit them. Even when I don't and I'm kinda surprised when I don't hit them and they sometimes they go down. But I'm like schizo with it. Like if I'm not fucking fighting, I'm doing something bad that's gonna put me back in the jail cell. So, So I, I do it to, like, focus. And back then, I wasn't even training MMA. I was, like, kickboxing. And they're like, oh, want to take an MMA fight? And I'm like, yeah, sure, when? They're like, oh, tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, cool, who? Cool. Whatever, I don't even give a fuck. Just match them. And so then I beat got beat by that kid Jeep, but I wasn't even training MMA at the time. Um, then I fought this kid in England named Kevin Mullen, who's, like, the white John Jones with how <laughs> tall he is and bony he is. He fucked me up, but I, I did make it to the end of the third. He knocked 21 people out in the first round, you know? So, <laughs> And then I fought in Bellator. And I was winning against a guy that was like eight and two as an amateur, zero and one as a pro, a purple belt, manhandling him on the ground, pick him up, power slam him, got to my correct position. And all I keep thinking is, oh, I need a knockout in Bellator. So instead of taking my time with the position that I got, the dominant position, like a fucking bozo, I let him start to stand up. I go to knee him in his head and I missed. We, we He gets under hooks, he puts me on the cage. And I start, I don't know what to say. I kind of just froze and was like, wait, am I going to get hit? And then, like, I got hit, put me down. I rolled my ankle so I couldn't really get out of the position while he was hitting me. And he pinned me and just teed off on me, and they stopped it. And that really fucked me up mentally because I was beating the jujitsu guy to get TKO'd by the jiu You know what I mean? Like, right, yeah. I'm the striker. What the fuck is this? So it sounds but,
2: like you have uh, you learned from it, though, and turned
0: it to a Oh, your yeah. Advantage. And you know something's to be said about like people could say oh I'm zero and two people could say oh, John zero and one, but you know that fight with Billy Swanson was good.
2: Right. He's dangerous. I'm not trying to stand there and get fucking hit by him. I'm
4: yeah, not having a... get off. Anybody your
2: size is going to hit hard. Second. Anybody your size is going to hit hard. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean he he can fight though. It, it was it was a good fight. Um, I I don't think
0: it'll be like easy. You know? but, fucking I press him quick and he folds, but. Yeah, like the whole record things are for DJs because I have a lot of fights and a lot of trained all over the world, fucking a lot of different people. So like, yeah, on paper, it it sucks. But, you know, I didn't really get into MMA until kind of like late in my career because MMA was never big in New York. Like, It just now got
2: legalized like a few years ago, right? Yeah, but you can't
3: have an MMA here. Mm.
0: You can only do like Bellator or or UFC because they have the insurance. You need like a million dollar insurance Something like premium. So any combat sports is like kickboxing. So you you have amateur in there but you can't have any pro. So then you gotta go to New Jersey. New Jersey hates New York. If you fight in New Jer- Jersey, you have to have fights like previous to your pro. But then if you're pro already, that won't let you go pro. Same thing in PA. So you kind of like locked out unless when you were an amateur, you were fighting over there for them. So but we'll unless you wanna travel down to down the fuck south, huh? We
2: we'll take all comers down here in the south. We don't care where you're from. Yeah, that's good fucking new york fucking sucks like so and and then dealing with you guys i was
0: i was i've been dealing with Tim a lot i've been annoying Tim loy a lot yeah. um <laughs> and uh yeah everyone's cool like here like you, I, everyone i've spoken to from you guys to him everyone's laid back over here everyone's just like how many tickets you're gonna sell we don't care if you die sell tickets shut the fuck up i've been selling tickets for you guys
1: I know. I'm actually really happy about that. So <laughs> I'm on the business yeah. side of Valor as well. So I'm, I'm super happy that, you know, you've been pushing it on social media. You've been pushing it, you know, ticket sales. And, and I appreciate that, you know, because that makes me Always. understand that you take it seriously.
0: You know, very seriously. I look at, I'm not fucking, you know, Rump- Anthony Rumble Johnson or anything. I'm not trying to get fucking rich, like whatever, you know, I just want to fight. And I like the idea that I can fly all over the world and fight. And you know, you guys are giving me that opportunity. So the very least, I have a pretty good following in England. When I fight in England, I'll sell like 50, 60 tickets and I don't live in England and I, and I harass the English endlessly. So <laughs> I'll have a few of them like contribute and the people here, I'm still gonna sell more. It's, it's, and then it's not done yet. It's not like a crazy number, like a hundred, but it's something, you know, and I don't even give a fuck about getting any percentage of it, I don't care, keep it. Buy me a sweet tea. After I knock him up.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I will make sure you have some sweet tea. I will tell you that. I will <laughs> make sure that that's what you get.
5: <laughs> I love sweet We're tea. We're
1: super excited to have you. Um, this is a big event for us. We hold First Friday Fight Nights at Cotton Eye Joe, which is a bar here, number one country bar in the, in the United States. Um, so it's a we hold a lot of smaller shows. We did a big show at the Call Sim in January. We're doing this big show at the stadium they've never done an MMA show at the stadium. So we're really excited to bring people from New York and bring people from other places and highlight, you know, local guys, but we want to highlight y'all too. So we're, I'm excited to have you down here for sure.
0: So I I think it's great. I can't wait. And I think it's also cool that you guys have um, that mindset because a lot of other places, they don't, they want to like keep it amongst themselves. See that with some of the kickboxing stuff up here. Um, you know, so I, I, I'm excited. Well, tell me more about the venue that this is going to be at.
3: It's a minor league baseball stadium. Uh, oh, cool. affiliates of the Chicago Cubs. They're the, uh, they're called the Tennessee Smokies. Okay. It's a, dude, it's a beautiful place. Yeah, really beautiful stadium. Just, uh, for a minor league team, they have nice equipment. They have a nice field. There's a, a lot of room for people to sit. Mm-hmm. They got food everywhere. They got there's like a restaurant built into the place. It's gonna be an awesome place to fight.
0: Now, was this this wasn't the same place that Swanson had fought.
2: Um yeah, uh, that's that's yeah, uh that was
3: kind of Joe. The right? Joe. Yeah, that's that's what Shamir was talking about just a second ago. This place we've never done a show at before. This is gonna um, be our first time down there.
0: Okay, cool. That's good. That's see, because I'm from New York. Stereotypes persist. One would I was thinking like it was gonna be like country line dancing and all that. <laughs> no, so. trust
3: me, trust me. I'm not Joe, you'll see that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about line dancing <laughs> either, man. It's
0: fucking what was I gonna say? Is uh, my buddy Kenny Foster that he's a Bellator guy. Fights at like I think one thirty five, one forty five. He's from Georgia originally. That motherfucker is ruthless with his wrestling. And he's striking. He's 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 fucking phenomenal. And he was gonna come down with me but he works in the union He's got fight camp, so he wasn't able to make it there. He knows some of the people that are affiliated, I believe, with Billy Swanson because he, he watched the video and he's like, "I know those t-shirts." And he said some names, but I can't fucking remember my own name five minutes ago. <laughs>
2: they're uh, they're American Killer B, so that's a pretty big uh, MMA affiliation. I think it's they're affiliated with Anderson Silva's gym, right? I think he started that team. Yeah.
4: Oh, so. cool, cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, what was it? I was I was originally going to have him come down with me. But he couldn't. So I'm coming alone. I don't have anybody from my corner. I think I'm going to have somebody wrap my hands there, but sometimes I don't like to wrap my hands with MMA gloves. Um, I don't know. Fuck, I don't even listen to my corners anyway. No. So, <laughs> don't matter. Fuckin'. My girl fights, too. She, um, she wanted to come down and corner me. But I don't know. I can hype the crowd up sometimes a little too much, and I didn't want her walking out with me, like, getting... The brunt of it, like I like when the crowd like curses and wishes me death. It's exciting, <laughs> but I don't like it if she's present and they do it, like then I get a little nuts. So I figure, fuck it, stay home. Fucking let me go deal with it. And that's that, but yeah. So this is exciting. I can't wait. Cause I, like I said, England, Thailand, all over here in New York. Um, and now it'll be Penn State. So yeah, I Dude, love it.
1: We're super excited to have you. Um, You know, like I said, follow this man on Instagram. It's worth it. Um, (laughs) He posts a lot of fun stuff. I think you were running the other day and you were cracking me up because you were just like, look what I'm out here doing, John Hall. Look, I'm doing this for you, buddy. Like, it was, I really enjoyed it. Um, I've enjoyed watching you um, through this training camp. After this fight, during this fight, you've made me a fan personally just because I like what you're doing on social media. You know, I, I appreciate the ticket sales. I appreciate the pushes on social media. You told me earlier you were banned on Facebook, so you have like seven accounts. I yeah, I'm
0: always
4: banned on everything. I'm banned on it. fucking. Yeah, they're, they're always banning me on shit. So, fuck it. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. They, they, so, I'm going to hit like on all that. Um Yeah, like, so my, my approach to fighting is this. People think it's trying to be like Conor McGregor. I don't even like Conor McGregor. No, it isn't. I'm just like all over the place. And my opinion is, so you have fights, fighters that are good, right? That crush people fast. Like you can't even sit down before they're done. I'm not one of them, but you know, I can put on a good fight. Um, But that's kind of boring. Like people want to be involved. The fans want to be involved. Don't get too involved, or I'll get involved then with you you <laughs> but and there's been moments that's happened, but um, like you know it's a fight someone's coming to punch me in my mouth in a cage, so why can't I? why shouldn't I annoy, antagonize, break his balls, whatever? like I don't really hate the motherfucker, I don't know him, but I've been hired as it were to do some damage, and that's that, and then the interaction and all that is just like fucking. You know you're supposed to do that. At least in my opinion, it rubs some fighters the wrong way. Some fighters who are fucking boring and say they'll let their do their talking in the cage,
1: like
0: <laughs> Chris Paul. But yeah, I'll talk for him. I can talk for him. I can talk for him.
1: <laughs> well, man, thank you so much. We're gonna go ahead and uh, wrap it up here. Tell the tell the listeners where they can find you on social media. Tell okay. them how they can get involved with you?
0: Okay. So. My Instagram is called King underscore Eric Bloodaxe. I'm not banned on Instagram. They deleted my old Instagram account because I talk too much shit. But on Instagram, I'm good. So if you send me an ad on there or you tell me to go fuck myself, I will interact with you. you tell me, <laughs> if you're nice to me, I probably won't get back to you as quick as if you tell me, you'll fuck you. I hope you die. You'll get a response. <laughs> I like that. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Now, this is specific. Eric Olsen, O-L-S-E-N, or Eric Olsen, O-L-S-I-N, or Eric O-L-S-E-N, but an S. So, so, like, my middle initial, I have two pages with that. So, you can just send, like, a friend request to all of them, or a message to all of them. It will sooner than later be answered. Because I, I try to interact with everybody, whether they're being negative or positive. Because uh, they're taking the time to watch me fucking fight, so I might as well take the time to go back and forth with them. um, And, yeah, so... That's that, awesome. That, do you want to give there. any shout outs? Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. I give a shout out. So I'm gonna give a shout-out to uh I'll do this in, in order. Um, just give me one minute. I'm just kinda of like all over the place mentally. Um so this fight is only you know possible because of my good friend Brianna Wick, and she's like my dietician. She writes me up diets and I stick to them and it makes me not have to cut crazy weight. So thank you, Brianna. Um, you know, shout out to Christian Acerbo, uh, Anthony Giacchina. Ryan LaFlair, Depot, down at um, Long Island MMA, because I do more than just train punching a bag in the gym, but I'm not bringing my camera around the gyms. Thanks to Kenny Philister. Um, thank you to my girlfriend for putting up with me, because you know sometimes I can be a little too much, especially when I have fights coming up and I'm all over the place. And uh, thank you for everyone who's going to come down and watch. And yeah. You're supposed to fucking want. To, I better be fucking booed. I want to hear hundreds of people <laughs> screaming for my death, like in an ancient, like gladiator arena. I just got my face tattooed, right the other day, I'm to the death above my eyebrow. So you gotta fucking make it worth it for me. Like I want to hear people screaming for my like decapitation. <laughs> Ugh, what was it? So that, that'll be that.
1: Hell yeah, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, but um. Well, thank you so ooh. much. I appreciate it. And I'm sorry if I talk too much about nothing, but any specific questions you ever want to have to ask or whatever, just feel free to.
1: Thank you so much.
3: Hey, it was mm-hmm. great talking to you, man. Thanks for taking the Thank time. Thank you, guys. This. Yeah, no,
0: of course. No, I, I'm thanking you guys. I was just at the gym burning calories because I'm bored. Um, I appreciate it. And when I get down there, if I could, like, I'll be there before the fight, obviously. I think I'll leave on the 16th. If you guys could, like, hang out and come get food or something or whatever, I'd be down for that because I don't know anybody. Yeah, sounds down. good, man. Good.
3: Sounds good. Yeah. All right, All right cool. well, well,
0: thank you very much. 18th. Yes, John Hall, you didn't pay your electricity bill. Is that his name, John Hall, Chris P- I don't even fucking, <laughs> John Paul, I don't even <laughs> fucking, I don't know how I, General Lee, that's what I'm going to start calling him. <laughs> fucking, you didn't pay your electricity bill. Electricity lights are getting shut the fuck out. Have a nice day.
1: Hi, ho. Hey. So you're here with me, which is Shamir, Caleb Miller, and Chase Winder. Hey, Hope. Hey, Hope. Uh, Hi. Hey, nice. Yeah, Chase likes your last name. (laughs) Yeah, uh, so
6: I'm Hurricane Hope Chase, and uh, I'm going to be fighting on May 18th, uh, uh, the next Valor Fights card. So that's going to be my second pro fight. Really looking forward to it. Thank you guys so much for having me on the
2: show.
1: Yeah, thanks for coming on. Dude, we're excited to see you. Um, I I watched one of your fights as an amateur, and dude, you really bring it. I mean, <laughs> you really do. And I, I, honestly, I mean, I'm a fan. I I'm excited to see you fight. I'm excited to see you come out and get another pro fight. Um, yeah, I'm,
6: I'm really excited about that. I like uh, just. I feel like whenever I'm in the ring, in the cage, I It's the most free out of any kind of anything that I've ever done because there's nobody telling me, uh, oh, go 50%. Don't hit them that hard. Mm -hmm. They're all like, yay! They're going out. Go ahead. You can keep hitting them. It's like, yay. No one's telling me to pull back.
3: You get to be you. I
6: get to do whatever I want.
1: One of the cool things about our podcast is we're all current fighters, so we understand where you're coming from a little bit more. We're going to try to ask you some better questions and really let you tell your stories for the listeners. So that way you can get some more fans. You can get some more followers and let the people know like who you are and why you're here. So instead of asking like the boring questions, we're going to, we're going to try to ask you better questions. So hopefully that works. And like they said, we're super excited to have you here. Um, Have you ever been to Tennessee? That's my first question.
6: Yeah, no, I haven't been to Tennessee. Uh, I've gone on some, like, uh, long road trips, gone to Georgia and uh, gone to um, the S- South Carolina, North Carolina for um, karate tournaments. But no, not Tennessee. I'm really looking forward to seeing all the scenery there.
3: It's definitely a beautiful place. I'll, I'll, I'll cut, I guess we're a little biased because we live here, <laughs> but it's a... <laughs> It's a nice place to live, um, so you had four amateur fights and one pro fight so far. Um, have you noticed has there been any difference in like your mindset going from amateur to pro? Has there been any changes in your training camps uh anything that you'd like to talk about making the transition from amateur to pro?
6: Oh yeah, absolutely. so like the first my am first amateur fight, I was like my heart was going about a million miles an hour. Uh, but then like, as I kept going, like each fight, I got a little bit more calm. And like my third fight, I was like, wait, I feel way too calm. I got to get my self hyped up. <laughs> but then after, <laughs> but um, no, so my coach is like, no, the calm is fine. Just don't, don't get less, less or anything. But, uh, yeah, the, the last fight that I had, it was the first time, like everything just felt so natural. Like it was no longer foreign, or new to me like it was just what I do I was able to just go in and get into the fight it was the first time I was like I goofed around in the back I was all all calm and, and I wasn't I didn't feel like I needed to hype myself up I was already. ready and that yeah, made no it sense. for a much a much better experience uh in the cage as far as um not not thinking of myself being so hyped up I was all like ready to go, ready to destroy, but all having fun while I was in there.
2: A lot of people outside the sport don't understand that. For me, I've always found being inside the cage the most peaceful place I can be. It's a very calming
4: experience.
6: Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like it's so freeing because it's like the rawest expression of my martial arts ability. Because I've done um, karate since I was. well Tung Sudo is the technical term. Mm-hmm. Um and since I was like four years old and I've been doing sport karate since and competing in tournaments and fighting since I was six. So um that those were I was doing forms, doing weapons, doing fighting, doing breaking, but uh by far the most raw and natural experience of martial arts that i've experienced is in the mma cage
3: absolutely do you take anything that you learned from karate and implement it into your mma game
6: oh absolutely um my uh, number one i get all that calm mindset and also i feel an advantage that i have over a lot of fighters um that I've been facing up to this point is uh, all the experience of being in front of people. Cause I've been on stage, I competed at the highest level of sport karate um, in front of people. When you're the only person on stage and everyone's watching you doing your martial arts and you have to nail it perfectly in order to win the grand champion or the world title belt. So um, after going through that, I don't get phased by the crowd at all where some other people wear they would have just as much uh quote unquote experience as me in as far as MMA fights, as far as actual the competition of martial arts in general, um I've already been used to that spotlight for a long time.
1: I honestly think that was one of the bigger things with competing for me too in MMA. I didn't do karate, I played roller derby, but we play so many games and sometimes you just get rocked. I mean, face plant on the concrete in front of 2,000, 3,000 people, and you have to get back up and then keep fighting. And when I went over to MMA, I thought, this isn't going to be as bad as five-on-one. You know, this isn't going to be as bad as, like, face planning and having to get up and still chase somebody. So I, I definitely can relate with the crowd. Do you love the crowd? I find that I love when they're when they're yelling and they're interacting. I get kind of excited for that.
6: Yeah, I, I I love the energy. My, I love whenever I'm able to fill the entire arena, uh, with my, uh, presence and my intensity. You can just feel whatever, you can feel whenever everybody's eyes are on you. You can feel whenever they sense your presence. They know, man, it's going down. Like, you can tell whenever, (laughs) I love that feeling whenever you can tell the crowd knows that something's about to happen. So you feel that, that excitement. Uh, welling up and the energy all around you it's just a fantastic experience
1: absolutely and when you were talking about it i was like i bet she loves it (laughs) and i wanted you to explain it but that's awesome that's a a, definitely a a, an advantage i think you would have over a lot of people because some people are camera shy Mm -hmm. or crowd shy you know guys what do you think about that
2: i think that's a, a great mindset to have for sure and um definitely makes the, uh, makes the experience, experience more enjo- enjoyable.
1: All right, Chase. Um, I hope, sorry, I said Chase. I was looking at Chase. <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so, you're our second interview. So I'll go ahead and let the listeners know that and let you know that it's okay. I'm putting it out there being transparent. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to pretend I'm a pro at this. I don't pretend things. Um, where are you from? Tell everybody where you're from um uh, your if people don't know, I know, but people might not know your sister fights also. Tell us where yeah. you guys are from. yeah, so we're from
6: Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. you know well, Navy Steelers. Navy, black and gold uh, yes. so uh we're a uh, major fight uh like community over here. We got a lot of gyms that we uh cross cross train with. So me and uh my sister Bridget, primetime Bridget Chase, uh we both do MMA. She's uh actually gonna uh she's an alternate for this uh uh next card. So she'll probably be fighting on uh May eighteenth along with me. If you don't see her then you'll see her July fifth, uh down there fighting uh Christina Ricker. So that's all gonna be really awesome. We're our training camp. We train at uh, White Team Viper MMA. That's got us with our school and two of our coaches' schools. We all train together, going from gym to gym.
2: It's a interesting gym setup. Sounds like a you have a lot of good partners to work with and everything.
6: Oh yeah, got a lot of great partners, and most of my par like. I have uh, one one sister who fights MMA, and I have another sister who does uh, point fighting, which is the um, speed uh, sport karate fighting that is our base of martial arts. So I have the two best training partners are my sisters, and I live with them. So that's that's a great experience.
2: What's, and, what's that like uh, coming whole, from a, a fighting family like that? Are your parents involved with martial arts at all?
6: Oh yeah, absolutely. So my um, my dad is my head coach and my master instructor in martial arts, and my mom is also a master belt in kung fu do. So we got a complete family of karate masters in our house. It's the wrong house to break into. <laughs> <You> know, <Robert. laughs>
1: now tell us about you guys training. Do you guys fight at home? Do you guys fight in the
4: gym? It's wherever it you happens. Know? <laughs>
6: people always ask us that but no like as far as physical confrontation if that ever happened in our house then our parents would get us that would be really (laughs) bad (laughs) we we learned that at an early age do not punch your siblings in actual anger so yeah no we're only allowed to um hit each other if we're goofing off or if we're actually like practice fighting and have the gear on but uh if we if we have an argument, you better talk it out because you don't want to get your parents involved. These
1: guys,
6: guys are the. Uh, uh, some one person once asked me who's the toughest of the Chase girls, and I said, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I like
3: that's that. a smart answer. That's
4: <laughs> a <good>. smart answer.
1: <laughs> that's a good answer. <laughs>
4: that's a
1: good. That's awesome. Well, you're very personable. Um, I'm excited to watch you fight. I I think these guys yeah, are also absolutely. excited to watch you fight. Um, I'm guessing your mom and dad are coming with you to
6: corner you? Oh, yeah. So I am going to have my uh, my dad, Peter Chase, he's going to be in the corner. Um, and my coach is uh, Coach Jeff Kennedy and Coach uh, Dan Ropo. They're also going to be in my corner. So those are uh, – my Coach Jeff, he does the Muay Thai and the clinch. And uh, Coach Ropo handles all the jiu-jitsu and the ground and a lot of the transitions. And, uh, my, uh, dad does the strength and conditioning, the karate, the kicking, and, um, met really most of the, um, the striking in general, MMA, um, just keeping it, like putting it together along with the other coaches. So I got a real, I got a really good setup. We got, I got a wrestling coach, got a jujitsu coach, and those guys are everybody's all working together to piece together a really good, um, when it comes together, you get Hurricane Hope Chase. That's
3: awesome. Do you train these things every day? Uh, do you have specific days where you do wrestling or karate or your jiu-jitsu, or do you kind of just bundle them all up into one day?
6: Yeah, so most of the time, uh, so I usually do like five two days uh, a week, and I have Wednesdays and I have Sundays off. Um, and, uh, like as we go through the training camp, whatever, uh, my, uh, head coach says is work out this day. Okay. We're going to, uh, add something here, take off something here, go with whatever he says. The main schedule is five days a week. I do two days. Some of them are just training and
4: conditioning at home.
6: And, uh, like two days a week, I do, uh, the grappling, uh, and at night, usually ends up being our big group nights where we're especially when we're in training camps we focus on whatever we need to for the fighters that we got
1: do you think one of the downfalls a lot of female martial artists have is not having other females to go with you're blessed to have two people that you can go with pretty often Uh, sometimes we talk to other ladies and they're like i don't have any girls at my gym
6: yeah. The thing is that most of my training partners are uh, dudes and they're all, most of them are bigger than me. And if they're my size, it's like, great. They're like the same weight. I feel like, uh, I've, uh, we've, I've done this before. Cause I do uh nunchucks is my, uh, specialty in weapons. And, um, I do uh heavy nunchucks in order to get faster with my light nunchucks. Whenever I do the creative, uh, the flashy creative forms with all the tricks and the flips and stuff. Um, so I kind of treat it like that. Like I can, uh, handle this, uh, 180 pound dude or a 200 pound dude, whenever we're grappling or pressing me up against the cage and I can get out, uh, then I can handle anybody who's 135,
1: like in the cage. It's going to be pretty easy.
3: That's a good mindset to have.
1: I find myself having the same mindset when I, we have a lot of females now, but when I first started, it was all guys. And the only ones that were even near my size were so much better than me that it was almost impossible. So I found myself not wanting to win or beat them, but just if I can endure this and try to get just a little bit closer to the, you know, the technique or be able to do the thing, as we say at our gym, then we're, then I'm doing pretty good. I've never, I've never really gotten in there and felt a female and been like, well, this is the same as the male training partners. So I do I do value my male training partners a lot, um, but there's def- definitely differences in the bodies and like the, the pressures and like the weight distribution when it comes to females. So I'm thankful that we have females now because I talk to a lot of women who don't have that luxury of training with women at their gym. Um, I, I'm kind of a fan of you doing nunchucks. I feel like I need yeah, to see cool. some videos that's
4: of this. Cool. <laughs>
1: Are there videos
6: online of this that we can go watch? Oh yeah, I have. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that if you do go online, you might find one of my old ones. Like my last one that my last hurrah that I had in uh, 2017, whenever I. So there's this uh, the World Games of Sport Karate, is Super Grand. Um, so that's like the biggest. It's like the Super Bowl of sport karate. It's the huge giant event. Um, and my goal since I heard about super grands was to win the choreographed musical weapons division and finally in 2017 i actually made it up there and i won it and it was a division it's mixed boys and girls and me and my sister bridget who does uh the bow which is the staff and uh, we both won we beat all the guys and then we went up on stage and competed against each other for that and, uh, I ended up also winning the grant, the overall grand, uh, title at that event. And it was like finally, like all the pieces came together because I had already made history by winning the, uh, traditional forms and point fighting, uh, grands, red metallics, which is higher than the gold. Once you get the gold, then if you score the highest or you do, the best in your bracket then you can go for the red which is like uh bragging rights uh and i was the first i was the first person and only person to win forms and fighting on the same night with the grand champion and then i did it like three years later i did it again and I was still the first person to do it. And I was also the second person to do it.
4: That's, awesome. Then, That's awesome.
3: So I think the, the next question here is, are you going to bring your nunchucks to Smoky Stadium? Because <laughs> I kind of want to see that uh, person. Me too. Uh, that that
6: would be really cool. Like, I'm already planning for whenever we do uh, open workouts. By, by the time I get into the USC, we do open workouts. I'm going to bring my nunchucks and I'm going to, like, awesome. do some stuff for the fans.
1: Well, you made three fans today for, for sure. sure. <laughs> I'm
6: sure anyone listening
2: is a fan. You have me at Pittsburgh Steelers.
4: <laughs>
6: yeah. There we go. Yeah, you look uh you look up on uh YouTube and you actually find and it's uh a lot of this is pretty old but uh 'cause it's not all up to date on YouTube, but you can see we also do a self defense routine, me and my uh three sisters together and by far, uh, in I know I'm a bi- have a biased opinion, but it's my opinion that we have the best self-defense routine out there.
1: Uh, Dude, I'm in. I want to play. I want. <laughs> I want to learn. I'm in. You know, like I'm like uh, just pretend I'm already born here. You know, <laughs> my, none of my siblings do anything remotely like I do. So uh, that's oh, yeah, that's you really cool be. to me on on several levels that you actually have people. You know, I had to go seek out a family, and you actually have a family that is into it, so that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, tell them where they can find you on social media. You know, give your oh, plugs. yeah. So, yeah, so uh,
6: on on Facebook, you can find me. Uh, Hope if you look up Hurricane Hope Chase, and uh, on Twitter, you can look up uh, Vipers Hurricane. Uh, I'm not very active on it yet, I'll admit. As far as the social media thing goes, I actually have to keep working on it because I prefer doing stuff in real life rather than doing stuff online. Uh, So uh, those things don't have a ton of them on them yet, but you'll get to see, as far as events go, you'll get to see updates on that. Yeah, and looking up on YouTube. If you look up on YouTube, you have to say Hurricane Hope Chase because if you look up Hope Chase for some reason, like you get a bunch of uh you get like a charity organization instead of me, which is gonna change pretty soon, I think.
1: Not that charity's not
6: good. I'm just pretty sure more people are gonna start looking it up to see the MMA.
1: We'll definitely share it on the page, on our podcast, on the Valor page, we'll definitely support you. Um and share those things and try to get you there. When, when you Google it, it's not a charity that comes up first, it's you, so we'll we'll do our best down here to help you with that. Um, any, any shout-outs you want to give to anybody before we wrap this up?
6: Well, uh, hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Hi, Brady and Bessie. uh, they, And all the people that are at the Team Viper, and look, guys, you guys got to come and tune into this Valor Fight Series. It's going to be Uh, streamed on Flow Combat and it's also uh, you can get tickets to go to Smoky Stadium and uh, check out the fights. It's going to be one heck of a night.
4: Absolutely. It's
6: going to be one heck of a night.
1: Thank you so much and we totally look forward to it. Thank you for talking to us. Thank you for entertaining me and the guys here. I mean, I'm entertained. So thank you very much and we definitely uh, can't wait to meet you on the 17th.
6: All right, we'll
1: see you then. And now we're joined by David Robbins, who fights May 18th at Smoky Stadium on Valor 59. David, how are you?
5: Hey, I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me.
1: You're joined by Chase Winder and Caleb Miller. What's
3: up, David? Hey, what's up, guys? How are y'all tonight? Good, man, good. I'm excited to see you fight again. For sure. It should
5: be a good one. Um... Conway, he's going to be a tough fight, so I get to really
2: test myself this time. Yeah, does that, does that get you excited to have a tough opponent like that? Do what? Does it get you excited to have a tougher opponent like that this time going there? Um, you know,
4: um,
2: what's your mindset yeah, on that? You, yeah, definitely. Um, so, I've knocked out a couple of fights here
5: in the last couple of months. Um, you know, getting my pro debut, I was just happy to get a fight. Um mm. But each guy, I feel like, is going to step up. And again, I feel like I'm taking a nice step up uh, here with Conway. Um, he's not the most technical, but if you look at his record, he's he's beat some really good guys. Um, and he's finished them, too. So it'll be interesting to see um, how I stack up against him. Um, he's he's went with jiu-jitsu guys. He's worked his way out of submissions. He's went with strikers, and he's he's taken them down and finished them there. So... Um, I feel like it's gonna be a good test, you know, uh both on the feet and on the ground as well.
3: Let's see. He's now, coming off of a loss, actually. So
1: what do you think the mindset is? Uh you're coming off a win, he's coming off a loss. Do you think that plays into it?
5: Um, yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's not wanting to get in there and, you know, lose again. Uh, he just fought uh Cody Jones from Myrtle Beach. Um, yeah. He's a brown belt. He, he got submitted. I don't know if it was the first or the second. Um, I'm a brown belt too. So, I mean, I'll catch him too. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah he's all <laughs> if evening. he wants to stand, <laughs> he can get the hands. If he wants to go on the ground, then, I mean, shoot, I'll grapple with it. I don't care. Honestly, um I feel like I'm good no matter where the fight goes. I'm prepared for it. He, he can't put me in a spot I haven't already been put in. And I'll work my way out every time.
1: Now, for the listeners, um, all three of us have rolled with David, have sparred with David, so we understand what that's like. I tried to reach out to James Conway. Hopefully, we'll have him on the show next week to see what he has to say about it. Um, A lot of your fights don't go to the ground, David, Um, and that's not a bad thing. Uh, How do you feel about this one if it does go to the ground?
4: What do you
5: you like? I feel prepared. Um, You know, he he's got some nice ground and pound. Honestly, I like I I like watching him. He's got some uh, some vicious elbows. Who was it? He cut. um, uh, Well, Jordan Jordan Weeks. Weeks. Did you guys see that cut? That was nasty. That was good. That was that was cool. That guy was bleeding everywhere. You know, I don't think he's gonna do that shit to me. Um, (laughs) But. Um, you know, my, uh, my Jiu-Jitsu is I'm not the best, but um, uh, I, I'm very tight and I'm very comfortable in my guard. I don't care if I'm on top or bottom when we grapple. Um, I'm good. I'll keep the posture broke down. He's not going to have the space to be able to drop those elbows on me. And I'm just going to be
4: Stuffing wrist
5: and dragging on the arm, setting up sweeps, and I'm going to chain moves together. I'm going to I'm going to show some some high level jujitsu, and you know I I feel like he's not going to be able to hang. If I sweep him, I end up on top. I'll finish him with ground him down. I don't need to submit if on top. If I'm on the bottom, I'll catch him with something.
2: That's uh, something I've noticed about watching you fight is you're almost effortless with your ability to chain techniques and combos together. Uh, what do you, what do you attribute that to? Uh,
5: just a lot of time in the gym, you know, um, I own the gym here in Cleveland. So I'm teaching classes all day long. So I'm always working on my technique, even if I'm not in good uh, physical shape. Um, when I'm training guys like Joseph, I'm training with Billy and we get Sid Wheeler that pops in, you know, I, I, my technique has to be spot on all the time. So, um, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm very sharp and honestly here lately, I feel like I'm sharper than I've ever been. I've just, I've stayed in shape. Um, I'm every single day, I'm, I'm hitting mitts, hitting pads. I'm drilling, uh, we're grappling, drilling, there, rolling, just doing everything. Um, and I just feel better and better. So, uh, while I'm doing this and I'm not getting beat up in these fights, I'll just keep knocking them out, you know?
3: (laughs) How does fight camp usually go for you? Uh, how is it like, uh, you say you normally teach. So how is it when fight camp comes around? Do you still teach every day or do you get to? focus on training a little bit more
5: um i I still teach every day um i train i train more you know everybody here they're they're really cool they know i'm young you know i'm only 28 Um, i'm not going to be able to do this forever so when i'm fighting um everybody everybody likes it i train with everyone um it i bring a different the gym has different vibes when i'm fighting as compared to like when joseph fights you know um me being the, the owner, the coach and everything, I'm the leader here. So I set the I set the mood and I set the environment. If I if I come in I'm not fighting, I'm really chill. I'm really laid back, you know. So everybody we train, we train hard, but um when I'm fighting, there's just, it's intense, you know, it, you know, when you're in the back, um, before a fight and you just, you're in the room, everybody's warming up and the air just feels a little bit yeah. hotter and, and just tell that's the, that's how the gym feels every single day.
2: Do you, uh, do you feel any pressure from that being the coach? Do you feel any pressure towards your students? Like you got have to go out and win?
5: Um, you know,
2: I used to feel that way.
5: Um, it, it used to really mess with my head. Like, Oh, I have to win this one. I have to win this one. I don't feel like I have anything to prove to them. They all support me. They know what I'm capable of. Um, you know, say I do whatever I do lose. Um, you know, everybody loses. It's bound to happen. Um, I don't feel like it's gonna, um, nobody's going to look at me any different. So, um, I don't have any pressure on myself because of that. You know, the only pressure I feel um, is the pressure I put on myself because I want every fight. I just have to go out
2: there and perform. So that's that's great. It sounds like you've taken that adversity and turned it into something that is an t- asset for you now. Support, if you like. yeah. When when
5: I, when I walk out. Um, you no, know, I sell a lot of tickets most of the time. So when I walk out and the, the place, you know, lights up and I see everybody there, it it pumps me up, dude. It gets me ready to go. It reminds me why I'm doing this shit. Uh, when I'm in the back, I'm nervous. I'm sitting back there like, why did I pick MMA of all sports? Should've played tennis like my mom wanted me to, you know? Uh, but once I see everybody they're cheering, they're they're going yelling for me. I know I'm I'm right where I need to
2: be. So. Absolutely. I think we've all had that feeling in here. It's the the fight's the easy part. It's everything leading up to it that is the is the work. Oh yeah, It's dude. Cutting weight, um, just the mental. You
5: know, every single day knowing that somebody is training to hurt you, um, it it can get it can get rough at times. But um, the more that I have, <clears throat> the more active I've stayed. Honestly, like the less and less I'm feeling that I'm kind of just at the point now. It's just like. Okay, well, I'll fight this guy, then I'll fight this guy after that. I'll fight this guy after that. You know, just another day at the office, right? Yeah, guys. I mean, uh, we spar hard here, dude. Like, um, we spar really, really hard. So, honestly, the the fight is really not too much worse than like Wednesday night. Tonight, I, I'm I'm beat up right now. Um, I think we did. Uh, we did. I did somewhere between fifteen to twenty five minute rounds tonight. Um, the first twelve were kickboxing, and then we did MMA, uh, stand up with takedowns, and then we did uh, rounds of rolling with the little gloves on too. So um, my body hurts. I've been laying in a hammock waiting on the phone call <laughs> <laughs> to talk with you guys. And I'm just gonna. Uh, I'm gonna. You know, rest up, ice everything up. I'm only five pounds over, so weight's fine. Um, I'm just going to take the the next, I guess, nine days, heal, feel good, and then uh, have a fresh body for James to try to beat on.
1: I think that's one of the advantages of fighting more often. You, you kind of hinted at it. When you know you're fighting in a month, uh, I had an opponent pull for June 7th, but I'm still expecting to fight June 7th. So you stay kind of I don't don't know what the word is, readier. (laughs) Like, you stay prepared a little bit better. And everyone says, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. I think we're learning what that actually feels like, Mm -hmm. to stay ready all the time because you could fight any moment.
5: And that's, I mean, um, you never know when you might get a call for a big big show, you know, Um, uh, so you don't want to get a call. Uh, when you're two weeks out and they need you, uh, and you're fat and you're 30 pounds overweight, you know, that would suck. Um, you know, I, when Billy fought on that Bellator, uh, monster series in Talladega, I talked to that guy, uh, rich and he told me just stay ready. Um, uh, you never know when they might call. So shoot, I'm, I'm staying ready, you know? Um, plus to me, like the fight, I don't get all freaked out by it. It's just a fight. The worst thing that happens, he might knock me out. Big deal. I'll get back up. I'll do it again. So, uh,
1: I think that's also a thing about you. You're always gracious. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen you be ugly or not sportsmanlike. Um, I think that's a really good mindset to have. And that's just me personally. I've dealt with you a lot before I even knew that you were a fighter. I worked with you at Valor. Um, when you worked for Tim Lloyd before and I was kind of training you to do my job because I was not going to work for Tim Loy at that point because there was a bunch of stuff going on and I thought this guy is just ready to learn and he's always gracious. Do you think that that helps you run the gym? Do you think that helps take some of the pressure off of you?
5: Um, well, you know, I, I, have, I have really good parents. Um, I, they, instilled some good values in me, um, as a kid, I don't, I don't need to go out. I don't need to shit talk to my opponents. Um, I'll let my, uh, I'll let my hands do the talking for me. Um, there I'm, I'm a martial artist before anything else. So, um, I'm going out here just to test myself. Um, if I get beat, I know what area I need to improve on. Um, if I win great, I have an awesome video. <laughs> so, um, Yeah, it's, it's it's helped me everywhere in life, really. Um, I think my personality um, and like how close I am with everybody, um, has really, has really paid off a lot. It it gives me a really good bond too. when we're, when we're fighting and, you know, when we get into, to later rounds and I have to, I have to give some, you know, I have to give some nice speeches sometimes like, Joseph's had a lot of... I've had to slap him in the head between rounds before. Like, what the hell are you doing? You know, like, get your head out of your ass, bro. We got (laughs) to win. But it it just builds a uh, tighter bond. So,
1: I think that's uh, one of the things that I've noticed when you're coaching. It's similar to how I respond to my coaches or how we interact. And that's one of the things I also kind of look at um, when these people compete... Because of the mental skills, because of the pressures, because of things that I'm aware of, every time we have fights, I look at every cornerman and every single fighter, and I look at the way that they interact, because I want to know what their mental process might be. I'm sitting there guessing if they're in a good mood, if they're in a bad mood, if they're nervous. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, and that's one of the things that I see, that you have such a strong bond with Joseph, Billy, and anyone I've seen you corner, um, I think that does make you a better martial artist overall, because you're able to connect with people on a genuine level. I and mean, I think people see that when you compete. I think you'll see that when you coach people. You know, last Friday you came down two weeks before your fight, and you, you know, two and a half weeks, and you coached Joseph like you didn't have a fight because it was about him at that moment. Um, mm-hmm. And and that's a big deal. I think uh, you know for the people who are listening it is hard to run a gym and run strength and conditioning and run workouts for people and still fight. Um, uh, I think you're one of the, one of the people who do that. Um, I don't want to say effortlessly, but I, I think you're one of the people who do that well.
5: Th- thank you. I, I appreciate it. Um, you know, it, it's tough. Sometimes I feel like I've bit off more than I can chew. Um, it's definitely stressful. Um, and, I've, I've had to make a lot of sacrifices to do what I do. You know, I've given up a lot of family time. I've had a lot of arguments, um, just off that. Um, but you know, um, I I care about these guys every single one of them that fights for me and I'm way more nervous, uh, for them when they fight than I am for myself. Um, when I train somebody um, and I put, when I put someone in the ring, um, to fight, um, it's my job to have prepared them to get ready. So, if they go in there and they get their ass beat, uh, they get hurt, you know, say they get knocked out. What could I have done better to prevent that from happening? You know, that's, that's what I always think. Um, and I would feel responsible for that. So I don't ever want to see that happen. Um, I never want to see any, any of my guys get beat up, you know, um, uh, too bad. I I, you know, sometimes a good ass whip and every now and again is good. Uh, (laughs) keeps, it keeps your ego in check, but, um, um, I, I couldn't stand it. I'd rather, I'd rather go out and get knocked out than have to ever see any of my guys do it.
3: Right. I think that's a hard part, even as like teammates of somebody, maybe not even from like a coach level, you know, you, you have this bond with these people that you train with every day, you know, you want to see them, Go out there and do well. You don't want to see bad things happen to them. So. I think it's,
2: it's a lot harder to watch somebody you love fight than it is to actually fight. Yeah. Oh, it's sure. way harder. You know, some people worry
5: about like a fighter making them look bad. Like, uh, I'm not worried about anybody making me look bad. I I genuinely don't want to see them get hurt. That's right. that's all it is. So, um,
3: yeah.
4: You
3: know, well, I, I think you definitely prepare those guys really well. Uh, especially, I've seen a lot of the younger guys in their kickboxing matches, and they all look great. You know, they look like they're... With mini David Robins. Yeah, they're they're definitely far ahead of their time, man. Like, you're doing a really good job with the younger guys that are coming up. You do a great job with Joseph, with Billy. I mean, they've all been looking really good their last couple of fights. I know Billy just lost his last fight, but that that does not say anything about Billy as a fighter. I mean, I... He's just fantastic. I mean, I like watching him fight. And he has a freaking gas tank on him, too. Like, you don't expect yeah, that from somebody Billy's size. Him, you know,
5: um, he's, he's slick, man. He's He can do the splits, too. I, <laughs> I know. Got, <laughs> Billy's got a lot of uh, – he wears those pink KMA shorts, and he drops on down, you
1: know. Boom. It's like, <laughs> damn,
4: Billy. So for the people uh, but, listening
1: that might not know – Billy was at K-May one day, and we had these female workout shorts that were, I think, an extra large or an, a large, and Billy was like, I want to buy those and wear them, and I thought he was joking. Oh. No, nope, <laughs> not at all, so I'm sure that's on social media somewhere, um, it is a sight to to see for sure. Um, talking about Billy for a second, you know, Harry Hunzucker and Billy, are probably going to big promotions. Both of those guys are amazing. If you want to watch a good fight, you know, look up those guys. Look up, look up and watch their fights. Both of them are on an upward trajectory of going to these bigger shows, to a Bellator, to a UFC.
5: Billy, Billy yeah, he, he did that. Uh, he had that amateur fight for Bellator once already, and um, hopefully I, I'd love to get him back on there again. He's got a lot of potential. Um, he's been dealing with an ankle injury, uh, but once he once he gets past that, he's going to be uh, just smooth sailing ahead. Um, on that June seventh show, I've got a fifteen year old kid. Wait till you see him! Like this kid's got. I've got teenagers down here that wad up grown men. Um, they're very very good, and um, if I one of them one of them's had one fight, he just want to do one time. Um, the other one, he's had he's had one fight too. He's fighting on the seventh. He's he's one of those and zero. name's Blake Randall, uh, the first kid he fought uh, was from Nki, and he knocked him out with a head kick. He's had like a little growth spurt. He's been going through puberty. Uh, he's, he's wrestled for this whole season too, so he's like a little hundred thirty five pound like mm-hmm. ball of muscle, and he's carved up. Wait till you see this kid get set
3: loose. I'm telling Dude, you, I'm, I'm excited. Huh? I'm excited about that man.
1: And that's what it's. I mean, all of us sit here, but that's what it's about. What does the future right. of MMA look like? Because if we're not building it, we're right. failing everyone behind us. Right? There'll be some scary kids. There's already kids. You see a old five year olds.
2: You're like, man, when they're eighteen, <laughs> it's brutal. That's what. That's what you know. These.
5: I've got a couple teens, and that's that's how they are, man. They uh, they move so slick. They look like they move like John Jones, Anderson Silva. You know, like that's just that real. It's, it's so smooth, but they, they, they're, honestly, they're making up their own, uh, they'll make up combinations. That'll be great. They've got these flashy kicks. I've got two brothers that have a Taekwondo black uh, background and I've mixed the Thai style in with it. So they can, they can gear down and come forward um with pressure, but they can also be really elusive and light on the feet too, and then hit you with a spinning back kick. So, um, they're, they're good, you know, uh, but to me, the biggest thing, um, as far as running the gym, um it's just changing people's lives. Like that fifteen year old Blake, uh, he used to get picked on, he used to get bullied, and now he's he's beating people's asses in a ring. And that's something that that confidence is gonna stick with him forever. Yeah. So beautiful thing about um, martial arts. It gives more, you a lot more than, than, than the bag
4: fight.
5: Yeah, more than the fighting and everything like that. Um at the end of the day I'm proud to say um that you know, I've I've done good things for, for people um in life changing ways, and that's just what I want to continue to do
2: so that's awesome man i love hearing you talk about your students like that here and you get excited about it that's that's great yeah david tell
1: Thank everyone you. tell everyone where they can see where they can follow
5: you uh follow me on uh i've got instagram it's david r0427 uh nope shoot i changed my name on there sorry instagram <laughs> david robbins mma um i've got facebook just david robbins um and I'm on Twitter too. It's at Ruthless Robin. So follow me on those there and stay up to date with me. Got big things coming. Might have a surprise for June 7th, too. Never know.
1: <laughs> well, I, I know a spoiler of that. I'm not gonna say it. Um David, do you do you wanna give any shout-outs to anyone? Um
5: uh, shout out to all my sponsors, uh Glass Cryotherapy down in Chattanooga. Um, Inked Expressions in East Ridge for hooking me up with tattoos that make me look good. Um, We got Oldham Strong for personal training. Check him out at oldhamstrong.com. And uh, Willie Spurgeon with Spurgeon Signs. And also the Center for Orthopedic Medicine. That's it. Thank, you, thank guys. you
1: so much, David, for joining us. Uh, we look forward to watching you fight May 18th at the Smoky Stadium for Valor Fighting Challenge 59. Uh, it's been a pleasure for us. Thank you very much.
4: Thanks, hey, David.
3: Thank you for Peace having me. Yes, sir. We'll see you guys there. Yes,
1: sir. All right, folks. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Valor Hour. I would like to thank all of my guests for coming on this week's edition of the show. I would like to thank my co-hosts, Chase Winder and Caleb Miller. Be sure to follow Valor Fighting Challenge on all social media channels. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review to the Valor Hour on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn Radio. This
3: is an MMA report with Jason Floyd and Daniel
0: Galvan. Quick fix on Radio Influence. Coming up on this week's edition of the MMA Report Podcast, you're going to hear my conversations with the two men that are going to be in the main event of LFA 66 on Friday night Tyler Diamond and John Neal. Plus, I'm going to talk to Ty Flores, who's going to be in the main event of, of Friday's Shamrock FC 318. Plus, it is a big weekend in mixed martial arts as both UFC and Bellator
2: have cards. Chandler versus Pitbull on the Bellator side, Rose versus Andrade on the UFC side. We compare both main cards, see which one's better. Also, PFL returns with season two,
0: and of course, be sure to listen to the MMA Report podcast on your favorite podcasting platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, or you can always listen to it on RadioInfluence.com. The MMA Report with Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan can be found on Apple Podcasts,
4: Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.